Pacific local citizens, welcome back to the podcast that inspires a borderless mindset around manifesting a new world. I am your host, Florence Aduke, coming to you from what a Zen place I am experiencing right now. And you're going to really enjoy this conversation because it's going to help to tell us a lot about ourselves and just kind of ground us a little bit. And I won't say why this is even more auspicious. I'll let my my guest talk about that as we get into it. She is a professional astrologer and the high priestess of LilithAstrology.com, empowering humanity through the alchemy of the dark divine feminine. A Scorpio queen, she is known for her message of self-empowerment by utilizing the astrological shadow placements in the birth chart as tools for inner shadow work. Her goal is to spark deep personal growth within the collective by shining a light on what's blocking or delaying their true expression of self. Her specialties are writing horoscopes, creating videos, teaching spiritual alchemy, analyzing astrological charts, and discussing magic on social media. Her clientele ranges from all backgrounds and walks of life internationally. Adam Asise, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yay. I'm so happy to be here with you. And let's just jump right in. Okay, so where are you from? Where are you local? And what is your craft? So I'm originally from the DMV, mm-hmm. uh, born in Silver Spring, Maryland. And then I moved upstate when I was about 10 years old and lived up there up until... I moved down to New York City after college, and I started working in beauty and fashion. So I've worked for different brands. I've worked for L'Oreal. I've worked for hair care, skin care, <laughs> makeup, hair, all, all the stuff, all the different categories. And I was in that space for some time. So I really have more of a marketing background and business background. I'm Scorpio, Scorpio rules business. So that's true to my sign. And I was interested in spirituality. I would say more in my early 20s. I did read my horoscope and like, you know, I read love signs and like all the little stuff that everybody reads, but I never thought, oh, I'm going to write a column and or be an author and all this stuff like I'm doing now. I just never thought that. I thought Back when I was really young, I wanted to be like a hairdresser or makeup artist. And then that changed to TV news personality. And then that changed to, okay, I want to just own a business or run a business. So I went to school for marketing, moved down to the city. And I then wanted to get out of New York. I was tired of it at, it's probably like 26. So I was in the city for, yeah, like a good five, six years. Uh And I just was getting tired of it. So I moved to Portland, Oregon with Uh an ex-partner. And didn't know what to expect. I was really excited about it. I grew up upstate, so I'm used to trees and nature. So that sure. didn't really stress me out too much. Sure. But it and was the you, lack of diversity. And when you say upstate for our, our, our global audience, you mean upstate New York, right? Yes, sorry. Yes, for no global, <laughs> yes, upstate New York. So yes. close to the capital, Albany, okay. is where I grew up as well. So okay. just for any background. Right. And I moved out to Oregon and I had savings my ex had a job, but I didn't have one. And I was like, okay, we need to find a job. So I'm looking online. And of course, an ad for tarot.com pops up. And they're looking for a digital marketing strategist. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I hope I get this job. And so I, I wrote her literally in like five, 10 minutes. She wrote back, like, when can you come interview? And I was like, yes. Because I it was hard to find a job out there. Like you think. Yeah, I can imagine. But. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's no diversity. There's only so many companies for somebody who's like a marketing manager. Um, it was a little challenging, but I went in and she was so nice. And the team there, I was just like, so all you do all day is like create astrology content and think about the stars. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, when can I start? Well, like, so Ar- <laughs> Oregon is kind of hippie-ish, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. It's like okay. California, Oregon. Yeah. Seattle, like that, that whole area yeah. is very into it. So yeah. um, it wasn't a stigma, sure. you know, yes. whereas some places you can get that. Right. So yeah, I was there for a couple of years and that was really where I finally got the spark. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in synchronicity mm-hmm. and the universe. If you just kind of surrender, you're like, okay, well, <laughs> throw it in front of me. It yeah. usually will. And yeah. I felt like the universe was showing me my life path that I just didn't 
see before. Yeah. And I grew up in a family, it was like organized religion. Mm-hmm. My father is from Freetown, Sierra Leone, mm-hmm. and they're Muslim. And then my mm-hmm. mom grew up with like Catholic religion. Mm-hmm. So, and then that's what I grew up with, like bouncing between those two. Mm-hmm. So that just never occurred to me, but I was always into like, like I would read all this stuff, you know, myself on the side. Yeah. So it just showed me like, oh, I could have a career in this. It's not just like, you know, I'd be some hippie lady at a psychic shop, you know, right. in Lake George upstate or something. I could actually turn this into a digital career. So I worked there for a couple of years. Really, that was where I realized like, oh, I could become a professional astrologer Mm. because I started to really read. I had to read about it Mm -hmm. even more than I knew. I knew the 12 signs, but I didn't, I couldn't understand how to do a chart. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that was really, I had to educate myself. We had four different top astrologers that were contributors and wrote for us. So I had to interview them and find out about their life path and how they got started. And I was writing copy, blog emails, um, editing their horoscopes. And I realized there's a whole community. Like, we have a literal whole community. Mm-hmm. And so I left that job because I needed to move home. I moved back to the East Coast. That relationship ended, thank goodness, because that was, <laughs> that was a Saturn return relationship. And for those that want to know what that means, it's coming of age. So ah, we all okay. make mistakes yeah. during that time. Yep. I went out there like 26 and moved back 29 Okay. 30. Okay. And I got back into beauty and started working full time at a skincare brand. And of course, I already, I drank the Kool-Aid. I got bit by the bug. I was like, I need to find the community here. Sure. So I just went on online and I knew that one of the astrologers back in Portland was a part of this organization and CGR. And I joined them here in New York. And so that's where I met my teacher and I was able to go to actual formalized classes. I went to the conference before, this is all before COVID, of course. And got my certification through them. And what, I th- what is NCGR? Oh, sorry. Um, so NCGR is National Council for Geocosmic Research. Mm, <laughs> I had to think geocosmic. about Geocosmic. Yes. I like that word. So it's a very, they're very like straight laced, buttoned up. Um, it's a very Saturnian organization when it comes to astrology because okay, they're so, very by the rules. Like Okay, so Saturnian is by the rules. By the rules, okay. structured, sure. what we've always done, uh-huh. uh, patriarchal. Okay. <laughs> but not in a bad sense. I do, I'm not talking shit about NCGR here, anyone, so sure. do not think that at right. all because I value the education I got there. But this is the vibe. It's it's yes. it's way more, it's more structured. And I know from, from me... I'm not structured. That's mm-hmm. actually my energy and my own chart. Mm-hmm. So I need that. Mm-hmm. So I decided, like, I was like, I want to go here so I can really understand the craft, mm-hmm. understand the science, because it's a literal science, and there's yes. thousands and thousands of years of research right. that has gone into it. Exactly. So most of the time, the astrologers that you hear, they're interpreting based on the knowledge that was set yes. in stone by the ancients as right. well. So, right. like, we know the moon, the moon's mother. Like, that's been, that's consistent. Yes. Yes. People don't try to change it because it works. It, it's, it, that's it. Yeah. So, I wanted to learn the information. And I'm a nerd, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I wanted to learn the information. So, I went there, and I would say it was, like, a good four years that mm-hmm. I was really studying, taking the tests, going to conferences. And then I was still working, Mm-hmm. So I was going to school on the side. I started my business on the side, started taking clients mm-hmm. outside of my job. And then the pandemic hit. Oh. So okay. I was still at this brand. And it's like the March when it hit. And from March to July, I was still there in 2020. Sure. sure. And I was like, oh, great. Well, I wasn't like, oh, great. This is happening at all. But right. The cancer rising Scorpio in me was like, oh, I can stay home a lot more and work on my stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I did that. And... That July, it was like this, it's like around like the Sagittarius eclipse around mm-hmm. that time. Uh-huh. And I, I literally, something just happened at work that I was like, I'm done. Like I, life is short. I'm, I just feel it that I'm ready. And then I received a couple of column um, opportunities mm-hmm. and it was enough for me to be like, time oh. to take the leap. Mm-hmm. And I just gave my two weeks, kiss, yeah. kiss, smooch, smooch and left and jumped the cliff. And I like I lived in these village at the time by myself. And yeah, I just I did it, you know. And so from there, I I had those two columns. It was for Mm astrology.com and Cosmo 
And then there were a few other magazines that I was, that came into my lap from that. Mm -hmm. And then I was doing that for a year, solid year. And then the opportunity came up to talk to a literary agent. So a friend of mine introduced me to her agent mm-hmm. because she really thought the idea for Lilith and the book that I that I had was really good. So I presented everything that I do to this book agent and she was like, okay, let me pitch you around. Let's see what's going on. And so then I didn't hear from her for like a couple months. There were a couple projects that came up that weren't even a fit. And then I just was like, okay, let me go back to my merry way. So I started working on my community and my website and then the book deal came in. So now we're at where we're at right now with LilithAstrology.com, which is my media platform, mm-hmm. Black and Lilith Collective. And then I'm currently writing a book, an Oracle deck with Hay House Publishing. Nice. So that's the all-in-all media brand and kind of the mix of everything. Yeah, it was, it was basically a lot of listening to myself mm-hmm. and knowing New York isn't working for me right now. And I just feel, I'm feeling like I need to break things up. Mm-hmm. and shake things up for something else to fall into my lap that's better. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say, yeah, it was like a journey of listening to myself and sure. synchronicities. Sure, 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 yeah. sure. So to put it in a crystal ball, maybe, if I put it that way, your craft is astrology, writing. I don't want to put words in your mouth. What yeah. would you, how, would you, how would you encapsulate it as a, as a banner? I would say the craft that I monetize, mm-hmm. even though probably all you're, you yourself are monetize, monetizable in yes. general. That's my yes. my belief. But in terms of what I monetize, yes, it's writing mm-hmm. and my astrological knowledge. But mm-hmm. then also I do energy work with words, I feel. Mm-hmm. So that's also like, Love yeah, I'm a writer, it. but I'm really doing energy work with my, my words and my voice. Love it. So I use the birth chart as a it's a map it's a tool yeah. for my sessions yeah. so kind of like we were i did a little mini chat yes. with you before this before yes. the recording yeah. I'm, I'm bringing up things that trigger people and they may and it's not like my clients are like angry or something after the sessions it's like yeah. sometimes they cry but it's out of like release sure but it triggers something that yeah. then maybe it wouldn't register the first day but yeah. a week from now you might remember like ooh, yeah Hmm. And that's how you can change patterns. You can change energy mm-hmm. in your everyday life. With alchemy as a practice, I um, believe that when you get the basis of your energy right, when you get it most aligned, any spell you do, you can toss a rock into the ocean and say that's a spell will work. Mm-hmm. So I want to teach people to really mm-hmm. clean up their foundation with mm-hmm. astrology mm-hmm. and and alchemical work is basically it's 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 law of attraction essentially yeah yeah. and cleaning up your energy that way so that then you can navigate your day and if you are into witchcraft you are into crystals or anything like Mm -hmm. that it's that's all layered on to that foundation right like a strong base of self yeah right so i i really focus on i'll call it the high magic so it's Mm -hmm. energy work Mm. working with your energy Mm -hmm. and astrology people don't realize like yes we have compatibility and we can predict and stuff like that but it's energy work right like you saying you have something in your chart and then this sign triggers you and you're realizing like like oh my god this is like happening over and over it's time to look at this pattern right let me check this out yeah it's it's that's the healing yes because i think sometimes um and i've gotten caught up in this in the past too it's I got caught up in the ritual yeah. versus the actual changing of the thought process and the actual changing of the action. Mm. And and all that shadow work is is shining a light on patterns mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or things that are stuck in your energy field mm-hmm. that you aren't releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really what I teach. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I love to do transits and predict and things right. like that. Right, 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 right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's wonderful. Okay. So you've given us a lot of background yeah. and some of your inspiration and and so you've kind of even answered my why the where question like how did you come to be living working and playing where you live but you mentioned that you were in the east village at the time and then now we are in the west village yeah yeah so tell us a little bit manifesting right (laughs) (laughs) i'm a serious witch so that's the stuff that i don't monetize but i think Uh, it is monetized actually though too uh uh-huh well yeah so i and this is more in my late 20s. Sure. I started to dabble more into... So I would say hoodoo is my mm. 
that's the magic that yes. chose me. Yes. But also alchemy, yeah. so mixing the two, okay. and then also understanding um, the moon cycle. So being yes. Cancer rising, yes. um, and everybody, you can look at your own chart and see what's your sure. important planet, sure, sure. and understanding the moon cycle. So understanding when to do these spells. So I would kind of, it's not chaos magic, but I would take certain things and mix them together. Mm-hmm. But I develop my own spiritual practice, um, and I do share some of these things in my private community, but. Mm-hmm. I am a serious believer in in mindset Mm -hmm. as the highest magic there is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it can be triggering, especially in our community, because there's just so much um, systemic racism that has Mm -hmm. gone on and oppression and trauma and pain Mm -hmm. that we have a much harder time getting to that mindset area than say mm-hmm. like a white girl who lives in whatever sure California right. LA, or right. like LA <laughs> yeah you know like like the community can be very triggering if mm-hmm. there's somebody like that to, or even let's talk about the law of attraction specialists we have that are popular now mm-hmm. it can be triggering but there's validity to these teachings mm-hmm. and I really incorporate incorporate a lot of these things created my own of these things these are things even the most rudimentary like journaling Mm -hmm. changing shifting my mindset while I'm going about my day Mm -hmm. Um, that's something I really teach my clients is to treat their day when you're really going through a healing process Mm -hmm. and you want to alchemize an old family pattern or Mm -hmm. trauma Mm -hmm. is to to be present in every moment Mm -hmm. and start to be aware of Oh, I'm I'm repeating something, mm-hmm. or oh, I'm saying oh, I can't afford that ice cream. Uh, I won't get it. Mm-hmm. That's a trauma response because sure. in a in the real world we live in, in the the real world spirit, you're a, a billionaire in the spiritual realm. Yeah. All that's blocking is you and your words. Right. So by by the action of even buying that ice cream that's fifteen dollars or whatever, yeah. and sitting down and really enjoying, it, be like I deserve it. Yeah. I can afford it. Yeah. More money's coming in. Yeah. That's the work. Sure. Right. So I feel yeah. like that really is what helps me. And obviously, like, some days are better than others yeah. for everyone. But yeah. that's that's how I've gotten. I, it's just like, it's like progressive every couple of years. Like, I would be in one stage. Yeah. And then I'd start to think, like, how do I want that other stage to look? Mm-hmm. So I even wrote wrote down the type of partner I would want. Mm-hmm. I wrote down the apartment, the the neighborhood, mm-hmm. what I wanted to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down how much money I want to be making. Mm-hmm. I wrote down exactly what I wanted to do, and I didn't, I didn't limit myself. So when I said I literally want a job where I can travel anywhere I want, whenever I want to do it, it's at home. I'm doing something that I love, and here we are. Yes. But I didn't. I'll sometimes have clients they'll do that and then they'll like limit themselves right they're like oh that's not possible or, right no it, it is sure exactly. it is so exactly. mindset was a huge thing and then I do do mystical practices like like I'll do like money jars I love uh, honey jars as well uh-huh. freezer spells I do I have crystals there's different essential oils that I use so what's a yeah. what's a freezer a freezer spot <laughs> this is an old spell Different people do it different ways, okay. but basically you can freeze certain things. Oh. So if there's, say you want to freeze money, you can do that. It involves figuratively freezing certain things in your life that you want always to be sticky, present. present. Oh. Or it can freeze people out. It depends okay, on your so intention. So whatever the intention is. Okay, but basically it's the concept of freezing whether in space or away of like to you or away from you. you. Got it. Yeah. And this is like an old spell for, for however long that we've had this. (laughs) Sure. But then even then back in the day, there were other ways like hoodoo is a practice that it developed from um, enslaved Africans. So it's, it's whatever you have around the house as well. Yes. Like there've been times where I'm like, I'm feeling I need to do like a protection. Mm-hmm. I'll go get some salt and mm-hmm. I'll get something very simple because mm-hmm. that's what they that's what they would yes. have done back then. Right. There's some shops online that I love. House of Hoodoo is great. I get a lot of my okay my products from there. Okay. But for me, I always the way that I I move and and teach others mm-hmm. is before picking a spell to solve a problem or to put like a bandaid on something. Mm-hmm is to work with your energy first. And half the time, once I did that, I didn't even need to be sure, doing sure, sure, all sure. that stuff. Yeah, so you went inside first. Okay. So going inside is a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. 
and my practice, I okay. would say. Yeah. So, so I want to talk a little bit more because we're kind of like shining a light on astrology, right? And yes. just kind of understanding it as a business and a practice. So in all my years, I've kind of understood there's so many different, you know, from ancient times, there's Islamic ways of looking at it, there's mm-hmm. Hindu ways, there's Chinese ways. We know the Chinese New Year is something that's dealt with that. So tell us the specific type of astrology that you practice and tell us a little bit more about the kind of historical scientific evolution of that because what I do know is that astrology and astronomy were one at one time and then suddenly in some western twist of fate it became this these two separate things so give us a little bit more background on on your particular astrology and how you apply it in that way yeah so the particular astrology that I learned was from NCGR and they are there are some Vedic astrologers that are, are members and they do do courses in that okay. but I really gravitated towards tropical western okay and I say even western because it's it's actually ancient Babylonian with mm-hmm. roots in Egypt so mm-hmm. so I think they really just like just the tropical. whole term western is racist anyway right. like sure what is that yeah mean? yeah so yeah. yes so that it's Babylonian astrology, okay. and then it basically spread into places like Rome mm-hmm. and Greece as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And of course, they took their the deities and created their deities mm-hmm. to mirror the deities that were already there. So the difference between tropical and say Vedic astrology is that tropical astrology is about the sun's path. It's not about the planets in relation to the constellation. Sure. It's how it's their the sun's path and the planet's relation to that. Okay. And we have the vernal equinox and other important points mm-hmm. on the sun's path and we measure the seasons by that and we measure the whole entire zodiac wheel for the year mm-hmm. based on that. Mm-hmm. So the vernal equinox is the spring, that's Aries, it's the mm-hmm. first sign. Mm-hmm. So it's not because the sun is in Aries, it's because the sun is conjunct that spring equinox point. Mm, okay. So that's so the, Aries is always where it is. Is that how it works? And then So the constellations are always where they are no yeah. matter what. Yeah. And other practices mm-hmm. Um, measure the plant like they look at the planets in relation to that got it in tropical or western we look at um, the relation of the planet to the sun's path Mm. and where it is so Mm -hmm. Aries the vernal equinox is actually in the sign of Pisces Mm -hmm. got it got it so that's the difference Mm -hmm. and for me I gravitated towards that because it just made the most sense when I started to integrate it into chart readings and was learning, mm-hmm. I just found it more accurate, and I think that's that just made the most sense to me. So that's why I, I kept moving in that direction. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. And so, in terms of kind of the calc- the science of it, right? So there's these tools for it and all yeah. of this stuff. So how did you decide or understand? I'm sure probably you you got this in your your studies, but the different tools like is one better than another like in the terms of the scientific calculations of it or mm-hmm. in terms of creating a birth chart like, you know, when I've I've had a birth chart done before and it has, you know, obviously the there's a circle and then there's all these vectors and lines that go through it and you know, you choose on the external of the circle, there's, you know, all kinds of like the chirons and all those things. So so how did did you learn to do that, number one? And then beyond that, the quick way, like what are some of the sort of tools that you would even recommend for someone who just wants to do a quick birth chart reading? Yeah, so if you're you know, you're a beginner and you just wanna like look at your chart, mm-hmm. you can go to astro.com is a great calculator or mm-hmm. just check out free ones online. Sure. I use there's professional software. Of course. So if you wanna invest, you can right. do that as well. Yeah. And um, for Mac, uh, Astro Gold is great. Okay. And I have the Mac one, I can't, the PC one is escaping me right now. Sure. Um, but they have one for each of those versions uh-huh. and those are just plain charts. Yes. So they do have some interpretations, but um, you can also use for free. Mm-hmm. And I, in my studies, um, for the first test that I took, one of the requirements was doing a chart by hand. Mm. So before there was computers, sure. doing it the way they did it. Yeah. And this is kind of going back to what I said about the organization, the very Saturnian uh, energy is uh-huh. like, they were like, well, I had to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll ma- it made me a better astrologer. Right. To be able to now right. then look at the digital charts, which is what I mainly use sure. because of time. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, that's why one of those starts takes like an like a good hour. So you'll be before a client doing all of that. Yeah. um, Whereas now it's a lot faster. So um, it did help me understand the layout of the chart Mm -hmm. and how to go about reading it Mm -hmm. um, and what steps I should take to do it. Mm -hmm. So I would say my process when I'm going into a reading, and this is why. When you're going to a reader, sometimes they might just start the reading quick. Mm-hmm. But my process is actually, depending on how much the time the person books, mm-hmm. I'll spend an hour. If you book an hour, I spend an hour before mm-hmm. meditating, mm-hmm. looking at your chart. I always ask for the information before, mm-hmm. unless it's an event or something. Mm-hmm. But meditating, looking at your chart. I also do use Oracle and Tarot mm-hmm. to kind of help me with certain mm-hmm. things, too. Mm-hmm. And then I create a whole dialogue plan for your reading sure sure. so that's really my process so it's like I take a lot of time with it and it's really going through each aspect in the chart go those are the lines that you're you're mentioning and going through the planetary placements with the person and kind of taking things one at a time and I try not to over explain the astrology because I know with beginners they want to just hear about it so I try Uh, to uh so what I'm doing is I'm not sometimes I'll talk about the aspects if it makes sense. But if I'm talking about Mars, I just will talk about the energy mm. and what it means versus... Mm-hmm. Like the detail. The detail, of, the scientific detail. Right. But right. basically what the science is, is how the connections between the planets, mm-hmm. how planets are talking to each other, mm-hmm. what sign they're in, mm-hmm. how that affects our lives here on Earth, how that energy, how those angles manifest in physical things. Mm-hmm. And... The reason why the planets are assigned deities and these archetypes and these stories and these lessons is because they are supposed to mirror us. Mm. So when we have, say, Black Moon Lilith, Mm -hmm. it's based on the ancient deity of Lilith, the biblical deity that was, you know, stripped of her femininity as the first woman. That happens in the birth chart. Mm. Or when we talk about Mars, Mars was the ancient god of war Mm -hmm. and divine masculinity and action that's what describes in that chart so we are a reflection of the cosmos and they're a reflection of us Mm -hmm. and so all the information we have is because these ancient physicists and scientists recorded it so they notice every five years or every 20 years they're like oh that the eclipse cycles are going every 19 and a half years we have this same eclipse and then this king dies every time, or this really crazy thing happened every time. Or, right. So we keep getting recorded and recorded and recorded exactly. yeah. to the point where it's so consistent. So yes. that's what astrologers do now. Of course, we honor the ancient info, uh-huh. but that's what I'm doing now, even with Black Moon Lilith, because there are still new planets, right. asteroids being incorporated. Right. So we're yeah. studying them. And so yeah. really, Black Moon Lilith hasn't really it's been around since it was like the 30s it was okay. first discovered but okay. there isn't as much research on it okay. and that's what i'm doing so but tell us a little bit more yeah. about black moon lilith as a yeah as an entity or as a concept what tell us more about that so lilith is raw and real and rebellious but she's a divine feminine warrior goddess turned demon um so basically lilith was the first woman before Adam in the ancient biblical texts. She did show up in ancient Babylonian stories. Mm -hmm. And basically, she is like the embodiment of the demon or demonization of women. So Mm -hmm. rooted in that story is really just a lot of the ancestral trauma and patterns that play out in humanity today. Sure, We see like violence against women. Um, there's just a plethora. I don't even, yeah. we all know what's going on. So, yeah. like, <laughs> there's, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And so this tale basically talks about how that happened mm-hmm. and how, so basically Lilith and Adam were created from the dust equally. And God said, you know, you go create, you have dominion over the earth. And basically Adam took it upon himself to dominate Lilith. Cause he was like, I'm the man, I'm supposed to dominate you. You do whatever I say. And it came time to procreate, and he demanded that she lie beneath him during sex because she wasn't equal, and she was, like, 
no, we're not doing, <laughs> we're not doing that. Right. And and she left and was turned into a demon, yeah. and God cursed her and all of that. And even it was stripped. It's not included in the main the sure. New Testament. Sure. It's an old yeah. Talmud text that it's included. Yeah. Um, and it's like hearsay. Yeah. But that's also feeding into the energy of the entity because she was just completely demonized mm-hmm. for being standing in her sovereignty as a woman. Mm-hmm. Women were not made to be suppressed and, and demonized and have our power stripped from us, like what's happening right now. Sure. And has been happening for decades and or thousands of years, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what her story is about. And so I first was reading about it. I was just like, really interesting. And then I go and look at my chart and finding out it's in my... Um, what we call our first house of self. Mm-hmm. And then I really just looking at my my family patterns and looking at the women in my family and literally I come from warrior <laughs> warrior goddesses that were, it was a very matriarchal family because sure. they had to yeah. um, for a lot of different reasons. But this was just an energy within myself that I could see was in in me and it was something there to be healed. And so a lot of the work that I did was around my own femininity, around the femininity of the women in my family and how they and their relationships were with the masculine. So that was what was for me personally, and it can love can mean many different things to different mm, people. Okay. It's in everyone's chart. Got it. Um, and it depends on how you identify sexually, gender, all of that. But for me personally, it was a lesson in healing trauma with my femininity and Mm. being a black woman Mm -hmm. and I then go online soon after really finding out about Lilith and being like oh I'm gonna do more research on this and it's just like a lot of Eurocentric imagery of the of the woman and I'm like (laughs) I'm like, this is just like the other parts of of everything with the Bible, you know? So I just was like, you know what? I'm going to make a little, I'm going to call my, what I do, Lilith. I didn't have a name at the time for my my work. I was doing, you know, underground readings and going to classes and stuff. And I was going to name it like Adama's Astrology. Sure. And I was like, I think I'm going to do more research on this because just seeing the depictions online and just seeing what was out there on her, I'm just like, this isn't this how is this helping people like it's 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 not empowering Mm -hmm. to see her as like just like all the depictions she was weak or she was a demon Mm -hmm. and i was like you know what i want people if they read this in their birth chart for it to help them Mm -hmm. like it helped me it's not just a story a sad story yeah it can be one of empowerment so long story short lilith is she's you can call her the queen of the night, or we can call her the dark divine feminine. Uh-huh. But she is that energy that lives within in us all. Okay. She is the mother of creation. Right. And when you heal that part of yourself, so whether you're a man and you had a challenging relationship with your mother, I actually looked into this with Johnny Depp. Has mm-hmm. His mother represents Black Moon Lilith and Scorpio. And he mm-hmm. talked about in the case that he went through a lot of trauma. His mom was really abusive. So that set a template for him with women and power struggles mm-hmm. and some of the challenges he's faced with women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and at home and with his family. Sure. So that's the things that can come up for people, not just, oh, like, I don't want to have sex, you know, beneath you. I'm, I don't right. want to be dominated. Right. It's power struggles. Sure. And the dark divine feminine is the, the femininity within us that has been left in the dark or stripped mm-hmm. or taken or mm-hmm. things that... You haven't shined a light on it yet, patterns and behaviors that will just continue to repeat in many different ways until you shine a light on it and end it. Sure. Um, but it's a lot of power struggles, which can be sad in some ways, but that's really where empowerment is. Okay. Not glazing over glazing over those things and only focusing on the positive. And yeah. That's the Scorpio in me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's really what Lilith is all about. <laughs> sure, sure. I have so many questions in my mind thinking about the nature of conflict in the Earth, Earth stratus and all those things. It yeah. kind of goes back to, well, first of all, our, our star seed, right? Like the seed that is, you know, what is Earth or what have you. So, huh, interesting. And what's interesting is Lilith is they're from the earth. So right. in the story, in the Hebrew story, the the earth was Adama, which is funny, it's my name. Yeah. But exactly. from that means from the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So they're from the earth and unfortunately 
instead of them balancing their polarity, which is when you think of masculine and feminine, Mm -hmm. there are certain things that the masculine energy brings to the table, certain things that women do. Mm -hmm. The masculine decided to overuse that power Mm -hmm. and stomp out the power of the feminine. And Mm -hmm. so this is why we're, it's just a constant power struggle between these polarities that when you look at, say, uh, the alchemical universal laws, Mm -hmm. the law of gender, and this has nothing to do with body parts. This Mm -hmm. has to do with the energy of the universe. Mm -hmm. The masculine and feminine is always balanced Mm -hmm. or cohesive Mm -hmm. or one is resting in the other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we've really lost that. And that's another thing Black Moon Lilith can really teach the collective is how to get back in balance with themselves um, and what what energy they're, that is like triggering them or not cohesive in their own lives. Mm. So I think on an individual scale, on this path toward ascension that we're on as a, as a humanity, it's about the individual too. Sure. Because if we all don't shift our energy, exactly, then the whole polarity of the earth won't exactly, shift. exactly. And that's why I was getting at like the yeah. the mission of humanity is to balance that. And so from from the beginning, I guess the concept of like this free this free energy that we haven't wielded or haven't understood enough to come back yeah. to be in balance. So yeah, huh. and. And the law of gender, which is interesting, it, it's in all things. Mm-hmm. It's even in astrology. So we have masculine signs are the fire mm-hmm. and the air because mm-hmm. they, and this has nothing to do with gender. I say that again. Sure. But they are the outputting extroverted type of energies. So fire signs are signs like Leo. Mm-hmm. Aries, mm-hmm. Sagittarius, and then air we have Libra, we have Gemini. These are the signs that are bringing things out to the collective, bringing words, mm-hmm. bringing energy, bringing creativity, mm-hmm. bringing expression. Mm-hmm. Then we have the feminine signs, which are earth and water. And mm-hmm. that's emotion and feeling and sensuality and fluidity mm-hmm. and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing that was um, suppressed from Lilith in the story is women bring wisdom. Right. Yeah. Feminine brings wisdom. Yeah. And when it's, when you're not, that's not championed, all of humanity suffers. Sure. And for so long, especially black women, we've just been subjugated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, having to, and this has happened in my family, the women being like the breadwinner or being the provider and then having to also be under subjugation at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's intersectionality as well. But that's another thing that I address. Mm-hmm. So even though I, my practice is for everyone, I have mm-hmm. clients from all yeah. races, genders, backgrounds. It's sure. great. Sure. I, I, I still address nice experience court. of black women and yeah. I feel like it's so similar uh, to Lilith. Uh-huh. 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 It's so similar where it's like, we, yeah, we're, it's, we're dealing with demonization all around. Even our physical form mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is, it can be demonized. Right. Like someone like, I look at a lot of celebrity charts for Lilith <laughs> for my research with someone like Megan the Stallion. Sure. She has Black Moon Lilith in Taurus on her ascendant. She's uh-huh. a Taurus rising. Okay. And she's either loved by her fans or she's literally demonized on Fox News for her body mm. and what she's presenting. Mm-hmm. Or then we can take it back to history with someone like Sarah Bartman, mm-hmm. who was captured and basically paraded around yes. because of her body. Right. So these are themes that we've dealt with as black women, African women, and this is a wound within the entire collective. Sure. So I feel like my company and, and my media and my message is really, it's an intersectional message. Mm-hmm. It's when we address this, this really deep wound, it really unlocks a lot of other things in right. our own life. Right, right, right. Yeah. <sighs> Scorpios, we get deep. Right. Deep, 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 deep. Speaking of your clients being all over the world and you, you t- having many people that you, you work with, I have a local speak question. We want to know what you hear. So I ask you to share a word, a phrase, or a saying that is a meaningful part of your local experience and why or how you've come to value it as a local speak. Be open to new things. Mm-hmm. You never know what, where they will lead you. Okay. Be open and try new things. Okay. But also practice safety. <laughs> That's my Sag Venus talking. But I love, like, I just went to Europe for about a month and a half. And, like, there were some things I was like, I don't know. I want to try that. But I was like, you know what? Let's be open. When, we, when we're open and if the universe yeah. is presenting something, even though you might be like, I don't know if it's a good idea. Yeah. 
it might be the idea you're looking for. Yeah. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Or one that you didn't know you were looking for. <laughs> sure. 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 Like sure, Lilith, sure, sure. for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 Okay. That's a good one. That's a yeah, a really good one. Now, so we are in an auspicious time at this moment, right? So today is the new moon yeah. in Leo. So tell us what that means. Tell us like why, you know, give us a little bit of a sense of what to expect with this new moon. What's going on with with the the stars? So the new moon in Leo, this is one of transformation, but people really unleashing their true selves Mm. and getting they're They're feeling the need to release that. And even though it is auspicious, there are some good things about this new moon. It can feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because when you are forced to change something, a lot of us are very resistant to change mm-hmm. or to coming out of our shell or to expressing our truth, expressing expressing ourselves. And we don't, but you're really going to feel the push too. And this is like a collective energy. So the new moon is basically when the moon and the sun form a direct connection together. Mm-hmm. So it creates that dark, yes. dark moon. Mm-hmm. And... All across most mystical practices, the new moon is about initiating new beginnings. Mm -hmm. But this one is really about initiating a new you, not to sound cheesy, Mm. but for a lot of people, this is like taking off the mask. Mm. So Leo is the showman. Leo is about being center of attention, but you are gracious enough to to give other people the spotlight when needed. (laughs) You are great. You're you're a popular leader, but you know you're the shit. And... Not everyone has Leo in their chart, so take a look at where you have it. You can uh-huh. look at that. Yeah. Um, if you have a Leo placement, that's where it's going to happen for you. But this is where you're really going to be coming out. Welcome mm-hmm. to my show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the true me. Yeah. But there might be some tension. There might be some booing. There might be some stuff going on from the you know the bleachers, <laughs> from the peanut gallery yeah. that's yeah. not appreciated. But instead of cowering and, and whimpering and going back into your lion cave, people are going to be like, and what? This is me. This is the decision I'm making. Yeah. F you. Bye. And this is a time of personal growth. So mm-hmm. it's a mixed bag of energy, mm-hmm. but people are going to feel the inner tension enough. Like, it gets to the point where humanity, they can't. They have to be themselves. Mm-hmm. You, you can't mm-hmm. stifle people's light. You can't stifle what they're about, what they want to do, what their truth is. So a lot of people are going to be breaking out of some societal constraints mm-hmm. and... This new moon is forming a connection with Mercury in Leo. Mm -hmm. And then we've got Jupiter in Aries. Mm -hmm. So that's what the personal growth is all about. Jupiter represents luck, growth, expansion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the decisions that you make now and standing in the courage, Leo is about courage as well. Mm -hmm. We've got the lion energy there. Standing in the courage of that, that decision you'll experience that personal growth. That's what Mm -hmm. Jupiter and Aries is about. Mm -hmm. And Jupiter and Aries is like the warrior. Mm. It's like luck because you went and got it. Sure. And you were like, I'm making this decision. So it's really about stepping into yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people will feel social. Okay. This new moon. And it's summer. Summer. So and it's Leo season. Yeah. And I think some people will be releasing new creative projects. Mm -hmm. A lot we'll see a lot of artists like stepping more into their truth. Musical artists, visual artists, kind of straying away from what they've always done and being Mm -hmm. like, right, you gotta like turn things on their head and change things up. And yeah, there may be some backlash from it, like I said, or you may lose some followers or whatever, but yeah. They'll be replaced. <laughs> so what that means is like in this next cycle, this next 28 days, that's what we would kind of expect. It's like we're going yeah. to see these things propping up. And, you know, if if you and it's not that it's it's particular to to Leo at this time and the traits of Leo at this time. But the next new moon in, in September will be similar, but it's just under different circumstances that you would emerge and kind of be like it might not be courageous, but it might be. In writing, or it might be, or something. You're correct, actually. Yeah. The new moon will be in Virgo. Okay. Next. But that's, that's we're cyclical. Sure. The moon rules over the tides, the, rules, the mm-hmm. moon rules over our emotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a lunar calendar before it was taken over right. by the religious patriarchy to sure. be what we know now, the Gregorian mm-hmm. calendar yeah. based on the sun. Right. The sun's the masculine. The moon is, is feminine. So it's mm-hmm. that 28-day cycle, mm-hmm. which women all have, mm-hmm. you know. And basically you're shedding during a new moon. So mm-hmm. you're, you've spent this lunar cycle focusing on certain things mm-hmm. and certain things transpiring. And then you go through a shedding of that mm-hmm. and you there's something else new. Mm-hmm. Something else will be the focus. But right. for Leo, it's, 
it's creation, it's self-expression. I know as a Leo moon, I love to have fun. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's come, this is my this is my African <laughs> ancestry coming out because my eight year old grandmother would be at a party until four a.m. So no one can <laughs> in the still having fun. So that's the energy of Leo sure. that I know, and like yeah. that's. That's really what it's about. Yeah. And I think a lot of us as a collective, we've not, it's it's not like it hasn't been fun over the past couple of years, but it's been challenging. Sure. Yeah. So I think this time people will also be like, I want to escape. I want to have fun. Okay. And so, I want to tap into that side of Leo. Okay. But I really do see a lot of interesting things coming up creative. If you have any creatives that listen, mm -hmm. this is a time to shake things up right. and to do something different. And get there. Get there. Yay. Yeah. Cause I'm a Leo sun. So yeah, this is, this is like, yeah. this is the most powerful new moon of the year for you. Yes. Yeah. 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 And now, is that always the case? The new moon in your sign is the most powerful yeah. for you? Okay. Yeah, because yeah. that's, it's like a mini rebirth mm -hmm. for the year. Mm -hmm. And you'll feel, it's like you shed an old persona. Because mm -hmm. people don't realize, like, you do change persona. Like, I don't wear the same thing that I was wearing when I was 12, thank God. Right. <laughs> Even though today we're kind of, more, we're like, we're borderline on that. But. <laughs> Sometimes we go back to that time, sure, you know, sure. but well, it's just retro. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, retro, yeah. but you know, like you change, so it's yeah. it's like a little bump in the sure, evolution sure. and it's also a nice time. I feel like Leo Moon, especially like getting my nails done after this. Everyone, even if you don't have Leo in your chart, yes. doing something to pamper yourself, yes. beautify yourself, Can uh, only be for light good. candles, do yeah. Leo things yeah. to really channel that. Play, have fun. Okay. Go out for drinks. That's a Leo thing to do. Yes, yes, yes. So this this is a good segue into my mindset hack question. So what is your favorite or an innovative mindset hack? So this is something you know of, something that you practice, or something that you can imagine. So I like to practice pausing. Mm. So my yeah. biggest thing throughout my day is I, as an intuitive, I would find myself wrapped up in other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. or I get wrapped up in my own or get wrapped up in like the past like we mm -hmm. all love that we're like we're ruminating it's yeah. not fun yeah. so if I find myself on that I just take a pause from situation or the work I'm doing and I just sit with my feet Grounded. flat uh-huh and I just take deep breaths mm -hmm. and I start to just practice changing that so if it's like a lack thing mm -hmm. like I, I want to get a couch and it's expensive, and I had to do this do this around things. I'm like, sure. really? Like, you can get a, get a couch. Stop. It's a one-time expense. It's fine. Sure. So I had to do a little pause around it, yeah. and I just breathe, and then I start to change. Just just do it. Yeah. Just change the, the mental thoughts around sure. it. Like, yes, I deserve this couch. Yes. Yes, I'm abundant. Yes, the money will come in. Actually, as a matter, matter of fact, it'll come in tomorrow. Yes. yes. And so I'll just change that mindset, yeah. and that really helps. And uh, you find out you forget what you were even like ruminating over. Yeah. Or if you're in public, say you yeah. could invite, you could excuse yourself to the bathroom, huh? or you could like kind of go get a drink, take a pause or something. Yeah. If I find my emotions are getting into the group, sure, and just taking a pause, and, sure, like, breathing. I like to call it presence. Ah, yes, that's a good one. Because yeah. that's yeah. the highest. That's the highest frequency there is. Exactly. When you yeah. are just in being. And you're not worried about something or ruminating on something. Your frequency just goes up so high mm -hmm. that then you you just say the word of something that you want. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. you just have to wait for it to arrive. Sure, sure. Because you're not funneling out all that energy, the negative energy. You're not right. funneling it out. Like, right. Positive, you're not funneling out anything. Yeah. You're just a receptacle. Right. So that's also getting more into, that's how I healed my feminine energy, mm. was getting more into receptive mode too, mm -hmm. because I feel like we're trained to like output, output, mm -hmm. and you're a Leo too, it's mm -hmm. like the, the fire energy, the the mother and the, the, the maternal family that just like works nonstop, yeah. you're just trained to like always be. Yeah. So um, when you can be, that gets you into receptive mode. Because you can't receive something if you don't want it, really want it, or you're not open to receiving it, sure. or you're not like, okay, I'm ready sure. to receive. Right. Then the universe will be like, okay, we can give now. Right. Because you're not you like busy. Open. Yeah, you have to give yourself the presence to mm -hmm. be able to accept the presence, mm -hmm. right? So just like, another thing that is crazy in New York is lines. So I'll find myself, if I'm like, oh, and it's going to be over, I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to do my breathing, and I'll like, I've done that before, and five people will get out of line in front of me. <laughs> And it'll be fast because I decided to just, yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. 
it'll sort itself out and all the time or like I'll practice a breathing alchemy and I'll be like okay that I did this actually with an old apartment I was living in Uh Um, the upstairs neighbors were super loud yeah they had kids and yelling and stuff and sometimes I would get so annoyed but I would be like they're gonna move out and I forget about it they moved out after a month oh wow of just breathing on it this is the mat this is magic I think we can get so lost in like the crystals and the objects and sure this is the magic we are magical beings right exactly and so when you tap into that power you know the power of your thoughts sure you're you you know as soon as I send out that signal (laughs) it's coming you don't have to do anything the the universe will orchestrate it may take two days it could take a year depending on your energy but the hardest thing is I think for people like patience Mm-hmm. And not living in the now. Not oh, live, okay. they, they don't live in the now. Right, right. So the worrying, so then that blocks yeah. and delays it. Yeah. And same goes with like attracting a partner, attracting people mm-hmm. and a relationship. Mm-hmm. Practicing when you find yourself going off, bring it all back here and breathe and be like, they're on their way, they're coming, they'll come when the time is right. And then, and then work on whatever else. Work on your craft, work sure. on your projects. Yeah. yeah. See people, yeah. you know, be open, yeah. go out. Yeah, find your joy. Find your joy. Still. You can meet yeah. them in like a group of something. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. find okay. your bliss. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we like it. We like it. We like it. We like where it's going. Okay, so you, you said something about energy that I really liked. And I want to understand a little bit more about kind of the energetic interactions, not only with us, but our environment right? So like the plant world and like nature and, and kind of understanding how that potentially interplays with how you do your work and how you read your with your clients and things like that. So in terms of nature, I would say I look to nature as inspiration for reality creation. Mm-hmm. So I have a tree sitting. I mm-hmm. love trees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel energetically, I'm, I'm, I just feel very tied to, to the tree. Yeah. But when we take a look at anything within nature, mm-hmm. it's there for its purpose. Not these artificial buildings or sure. any of the artificial stuff. Yeah. But it's all, it's one little bleep in the hole of that beauty. Mm-hmm. And everything has whatever it needs and lives out the purpose without real question. Like you don't see a tree questioning being in the dirt and with the roots and mm. working with the bees and the the um, butterflies and giving off oxygen and taking CO2. That's just what the tree is doing. So I, I use nature as an example in my readings or I talk to my clients about nature to show them the femininity of it and how to magnetize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm like teaching people femininity, but I feel like I, I do That's bring in a lot work. of clients, sure. men or women, doesn't matter, sure. that want to heal their feminine side. Yeah. And I really point to a lot of nature. The yeah. earth is feminine. Mother earth. Well, I think mother earth, Taurus is an earth sign. All the earth signs are feminine energies mm-hmm. because it magnetizes everything it needs by just being mm-hmm. in its beauty mm-hmm. in its purpose the tree's not like I'm not. I'm. I, oh, my leaves are too too wide and too beautiful. What are, what are other trees gonna think? No, it's like get out of the way. Right. Like my roots here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And they talk to each other and they work exactly. together synergistically. Of course, there's death in the animal kingdom and yeah. dominance and all that stuff, but it all works as, as according as to it, a plan. Right. So, yeah. what I want people to to take from that is astrology. That's your divine blueprint. That's your plan. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. understanding that you'll be like the tree mm-hmm. and understand your truth because there's just so much societal program that blocks us from our truth. Mm-hmm. There's fa- familial trauma that blocks us from our truth. We don't know the ways that we block our own light every day by just things we say about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so if you start to take on that persona of a tree or of nature and you're, I'm aligning with my purpose, I'm not going to second guess it and there's not going to be a delay. I'm going to do it. That is when you'll start to magnetize the things you need, like money or sure. resources or people, sure. yeah. to uplift, to feed, to water that right. plant, right. to yeah. water that true path. Nice. So it's really about 
the just the magnetism of, of nature. One insect that I also talk about a lot is the spider, mm-hmm. because in ancient cultures, it's like a divine feminine, like the grandmother spider in Native American culture. We have like Anansi the spider. Mm-hmm. There's different formations of the spider, but it's all about weaving your own web of existence. And mm-hmm. the spider is in its truth and it builds mm-hmm. and it knows something's coming. Mm-hmm. to get caught in the web mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's taking less of a it's like very capitalist what we've been taught to like yes i gotta go out and get yeah. yeah sometimes it's enough like i write monthly horoscopes for free every month i'm like i write them and then they're there right and people come yeah. and the the universe will magnetize someone could be you know on instagram or on a google mm-hmm. on a google search and my exact article they need to see pops up so if you start to move in that way, yeah. that's the natural rhythm right. of humanity. We're right. supposed to move like the earth. We're, right. we're animals too. We're beings. Sure. We just have a higher consciousness. Right. So it's really understanding that. And that just raises your frequency. Because when you're in your truth, if you're living exactly how you want to live, you, there's nothing you can't do. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, it, People will see that. They mm-hmm. feel it. They want what you have. Mm-hmm. Because you're literally embodied in everything you're supposed to be. Sure. So I think astrology can help us like break down like the mental barriers that society's put on us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And between us and the the earth and the stars and all yeah. those things. Because we're yeah. so separated. So that's what happened. Yeah. I totally forgot to address this when you asked about just how the metaphysical part of astrology, astronomy, how those got separated mm-hmm. is because of patriarchal institutions taking over humanity's consciousness mm-hmm. away from these ancient traditions mm-hmm. demonizing them like a lot of these people were like burned at the stake mm-hmm. they were killed like it wasn't like no there was right. colonialism going on it's just not accepted and so then astronomy then came along and these planets are being discovered but they're like no this the astrology is not true we're not no but then things uh, physics is actually proving to be true are, ha- are being tri- proven. So yeah. they've basically stripped humanity of their divine right to know how their their universe works mm-hmm. energetically, not mm-hmm. just energetically, how it looks exactly. or where it's in the galaxy. Right, right. Or if there's life on, on those planets, yeah. it's how is that affecting me? Right. And how do I move? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and how are you really a part of the universe? I always go back to this, that we are star stuff, right? So oh, we 100%. Are, yeah. And I think if we had that, that knowledge as a, as a real, as not as a, quote unquote real science, but as part of our scientific understanding of who we are, we'd be that much farther ahead. So yeah, I think Well that's I'm, the problem is I think these institutions kind of like what Adam did to Lilith, it was mm-hmm, a power grab. Mm-hmm. So when you say like, oh that's stupid, you you shouldn't read about the stars, mm-hmm. it's mm, you shouldn't read about that because you're gonna empower yourself and yeah. you're gonna rise above the indoctrination that we're putting you in. Sure. Um so this has been drowned out. Like even hoodoo it was hidden, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, and then they even have like biblical yeah. Um, yeah. figures in it as well sure. because it was demonized because it was too powerful. Yeah. So learning astrology is like taking your power back mm-hmm. and understanding your Leo sun, understanding what that means, and if there were things that were blocking you from it, you can see the blueprint. Like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to embody, mm-hmm. or that that archetype had those issues and healed it. Or maybe they didn't even heal it. This happened to them. This is giving me a, a template. This is giving me more of a guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and Black Malilith is like that. Saturn is another planet that is a teacher. Mm-hmm. Chiron, the wounded healer. Mm-hmm. These archetypes teach us how to solve the problems or move past certain things in our own life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be very healing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we love that you are into the stars and you can, can share with all of that. And you said you love to have fun. So tell us who is Adama when she's not readings and writings uh-huh. and all those things. Tell us, are you a reader, are you a watcher, or are you a listener? And what are some of your favorite reads, watches, or listens? Ooh, so I am all three. Okay. So I would say in terms of listen, so first listen to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. Okay. <laughs> My <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Shameless plug. No, please. Yes. Tell us. So Black plug. Black. I totally, like, messed that up. Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. podcast. Okay. Who else am I listening to right now? I do like 
Uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's a mm-hmm. fellow Hay House author. Mm-hmm. I really, I do like his teachings. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of validity there. I like Deepak Chopra. He's a great mm-hmm. spiritual teacher. Mm-hmm. I love the Ancient Wisdom podcast. Ancient Wisdom. Sh- mm-hmm. a- uh, Ancient Wisdom mm-hmm. by Shaman Durek. That's a really good podcast. Okay. Nice. In terms of music, I love Afrobeats. Okay. <laughs> I'm listening to that a lot. <laughs> I have a list. This is kind of hard for me to say one artist sure, because yeah. I have like a list that yeah. is just like so good. Yeah, yeah. But I do love, I love Burna Boy. I've been listening to that a lot lately. Sure. Like I love African music. Like I feel like it always gets me peppy. And I think it's been a big part of my manifestation practice to not listen to negative music. Mm. Like I used mm-hmm. to, I still love hip hop. I've changed, I, I have a little lim- more of a limited diet. So no shade to hip hop, but like there's something that yes. I'm just not sure. trying to listen to anymore. Yeah. But I try to keep it positive. I feel like Afrobeats is just so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. upbeat. Yeah. In terms of reading, I actually, so I read cards. Mm-hmm. And so there's some decks that I do love. So the African goddess deck, the author, Abiola Adams. That's that's her last name. And that has been really great to read. I also have been using Kim Krantz. She's coming out with a new alchemy deck. Okay. So that's been great. Yeah. I have a new yeah. book and alchemy deck coming out in fall 2023. Yeah. Yeah, Can't nice. read it yet. Okay. okay. I've been writing that a lot. So sure. my reading hasn't been as sure. um, robust. But in terms of astrology books... I always like to recommend some for beginners. Okay. And I think a book like a textbook for astrology is great uh, uh-huh. because it gives you really basic blueprint for that. So Vocabulary, um, all that stuff. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's really great. And Cosmos and Psyche, I think, is a really great book if you want to understand the larger planetary transits. Yeah. So like Pluto, Uranus. Mm-hmm. These are like the big events. Like right now, I don't know if any of you are into following astrologers but a lot of us were talking about the pluto return of the united states okay that's something that they talk about in a book like that um but yeah yeah my reading list is it's pretty related to work sure i would say in my listening list yeah yeah. which makes sense because you're you're a writer so you're obviously a lot of food for for thought comes out of what you're reading yeah yeah well in terms of watch too (laughs) so i had not watched handmaid's tale because i just was like i can't deal with that yeah and so lately i was like okay it's been mentioned a lot in media, so I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. And so I've been watching that, and it's been a lot to deal with. Okay. I don't know if you've watched it. I am, I am like you. I have not because I think it would be a lot. So It's a lot. I, I don't know. My if mind's not ready. Yeah. I don't know if I want to finish past the first season, but I've been yeah. watching that. And I love the Ozark series, yeah. so that's a good one, too. Yeah, yeah. Watch I love Julia Gardner. I think she's a great actress. Okay. Nice. This has been such a wonderful afternoon. I yeah. love it. It's been so good getting to know you, getting to know your craft, getting to know about how the business of being an astrologer actually works. So this is kind of quite interesting. I really like it. So before we sign off for today, do you have any parting thoughts to share with our audience? I do. Mm-hmm. What you think right now, what you think is impossible right now, it's really not impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, I, yeah, sometimes I pinch myself because it's just like working for myself, living the life that I created. I just sometimes don't believe it. But yeah. if you asked me this 10 years ago, I'm like, no, right. <laughs> what? Right. So, yeah, like believe in your dreams yeah. and don't let other people... I can't tell you how many people thought, told me I'm crazy, especially if you're from African descent. Like, yeah. just be a doctor, be a lawyer, sure. all, the, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. you so, know, you prove them wrong eventually. So, so just to veer, how has your family embraced you in your career? Like, as you mentioned, like being from African descent, like, how, how has that been? At first, it was like, are you crazy? Because, <laughs> I mean, I worked in business. So yes. it was, like, palatable, you yes, know? Like, exactly. Even though it was beauty and it was still a creative industry that sure. I really I really still love it and I would dabble in it again. It was not as stable. <laughs> yeah. And coming from, like, like Muslim, sure. whatever, organized religious background, it's, like, kind of, mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But then... After some time with, like, the book and like, yeah. the columns, and like, oh, you're yeah. actually getting paid. <laughs> so the money's there. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, it's all about the money, but... Yeah. The stability. I, yeah. The stability, yeah. And I really think it's also manifestation, so I also changed my mindset around it. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you think it's crazy right now, but you won't. And mm-hmm. I would, literally, if I would dialogue with my father, and yeah. he would be like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> I, would, I would just kind of drop it, and then I would 
in my own head be like, oh, no, he, it, he'll, he's proud. He'll accept it. And eventually, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's now like, oh, oh, oh my God, it's just this. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. not like, like, it wasn't like a pride thing, because they're always proud of me no matter sure. what. Yeah. But it was just like... <laughs> Wanting to understand, uh, understand it all. Like, God. understand it. Yeah. And the fact that it's, it is structured. Once you really take a look at it, that helped as well. So I think if any of you are struggling with like what my parents think or Mm -hmm. my family, Mm -hmm. eventually they always come around. Mm -hmm. Because when you believe enough in what you're doing and then they turn around and then you're doing well at it, Mm -hmm. you're proving them wrong and they eventually will come around. So don't, put a damper on things that you want to do yeah. based on other people. Sure. No, it's not about other people. They're not living your life. They're not in your shoes. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you have it, listeners. You are free to imagine. Yeah. Yes. Manifest and imagine. I really like that. I manifested this. Like that was a, we are manifesting at all times. Yes. So at all times. when you can become intentional with it yeah. and then you have fun with it, you're like, right. And then at the end of the session, you're like, I, I did that. Exactly. So then it just exactly. keeps, keeps on coming. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So listeners, this has been another episode of the podcast. You can catch us each and every Tuesday with new episodes at localcitizenspod.com or wherever you get your podcasts and remember like share visit the show notes because we have great show notes yet again you can find out about all the books all the playlists all the information that were shared today and on every episode i think that's all for today bye for now